Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is May the 23rd, 2019. I'm so glad to be here with you all on this wonderful, bright, sunny, shiny day in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, I am. Kids are finally getting out of school, so that's plenty of, of a month that we have to deal with them, right? Don't it feel like they eat about 10 times a day out of the whole, out of the whole day? You're like, wait a minute, I, I just fed you. Even when you're in school, you just get breakfast and lunch. They come home, they look like they got to eat about six times a day. So I definitely have to be for, uh, mentally and physically prepared for that situation. <laughs> but anyhow, I want to be prepared for this situation. I know I haven't been with you guys for a good minute, but, you know, you catch me when you can, like the movie Leonardo DiCaprio played in. Catch me if you can. But anyhow, I am here with a wonderful woman who now has her third book out, if you've seen the title, Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. Can't wait to dig deep into that and get on meditation and mindfulness. But I just want to introduce who I have here with me today, who is Aura Nandrich. I like to make sure I get people's names correct. Um, it's a pleasure to have her on the show. Just give you a little description about her. She is the founder and president of the Institute for Transformational Thinking. She is a thought coach and mindfulness meditation teacher, as well as the author of the groundbreaking book, Says Who, How One Simple Question Could Change the Way You Think Forever. And as I mentioned, Live True, a mindfulness guide to authenticity. Aura's rare combination of insight, intuition, compassion, and charisma has made her one of the most effective and sought-after coaches in Los Angeles. Her work has been featured in Women's Health Magazine, Reader's Digest, Conscious Lifestyle Magazine, Fast Company, Success Magazine, Spirituality and Health, Elevated Assistance, NBC News, LA Yoga Magazine, Yahoo Health, and many more. You heard of some of the most of these sites are very um are definitely known. So make sure you check her out and also have a link where you can learn a little bit more about her and how to probably reach out to her as well. But without further ado, i like to bring Aura on. Aura, thank you so much for being here. I, I'm so glad to finally get a chance to talk with you. Hi, Takanisha. So great to be with you, too. I'm so glad we could connect today. Yes, thank you for just giving um, me this hour I'm, I'm just happy to introduce all my listeners to you. And, of course, I checked out some of your work. I have heard this so many times on mindfulness and meditation. Um, what I really want to get into as far as with mindfulness, exactly explain to the listeners, if they don't know exactly what it is, explain to them or what it is, really, and how they can go about um, processing it all and getting it together to proceed on that journey to it. Absolutely. You know, mindfulness, first of all, I just want to say, because I know that it's really in the mainstream today, which is great, that people are hearing a lot about it. 
Uh, people are mentioning it. It's on the cover of magazines, and that's just great. But there are a lot of people who feel like, what is it? <laughs> what, what do I do? How do I do it? You know, and I feel like there's a lot of mystery around it. And even though it's popular right now, I think it's really good to shine the light on exactly what it is so that people don't feel what I want to say left out because it's something that everybody can practice. And what it is really is it's a, it's a skill. It's an ability that each and every one of us has, a quality, and that means being present, you know, like being in the moment, showing up for the moment and really being there. And another way to really bring people's awareness to that is to let them be aware of what that looks like. So I like to use an example like this. You and I, Tignesha, we're talking. We're in this interview together, and we're present. We couldn't be having this interview if we weren't present, meaning we're here. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm not thinking about yesterday, and I'm not thinking about what's going to happen an hour from now. I am here because I want to be. So I'm showing up for the moment with what is called total awareness. I'm aware of the moment that I'm in. And by being aware, I can be a better listener. I can be a better friend. I can be a better guest, you know. So when you start to explain that to people of what it looks like and how we practice mindfulness, it's really, by its definition, is being in the present moment with total awareness. Okay. Now, um, or I was looking throughout your book. I love, I love how you lay it down. It's very simple. It's not hard to read. I enjoy reading every bit of it, especially on the meditation. You mentioned some things that can actually get people to that point to meditate and um, the exercise that they give. You just want to give a few pointers to um, ways they can lead up to meditating. Yeah, you know, not everybody's a meditator. And, again, that's another thing that's very sort of popular today, that people are meditating. It's an amazing – I know I'm not. (laughs) And I went to a conference this weekend, and uh, my mentor asked people to raise their hand on who meditates, and I'm looking like, I felt left out because it felt like it was 70% of the room, and I'm like, okay, and I really wanted to ask them, is this a deep meditation that y'all do, or y'all just raise your hand because everybody thinks it's a totally. I know it has to be totally different from yoga. I'm so glad you're saying that because, listen, I want to take the whole mystique off of this because there are so many people that feel this way. They they want to do it. They want in on it. They want to be a part of this healthy movement. You know, it's a healthy movement. It's It's a way for us to get healthy, mind, body, and spirit. But again, what I want to do is I want to bring everyone into it. I don't want to, I don't want anybody to feel left out. So the best way to do that is no, you don't have to be sitting in a in the lotus position and chanting words you don't even know what they mean. That's not what it's about. You know, and I'm not I'm not undermining people's practice. Some people, you know, there's many different meditation practices that people can have. I like to introduce the basic breathing practice of mindfulness meditation, which is a, which is the simplest. It's the least complicated, and why do we need to complicate it anyway? And I'm going to share a really simple one that I'd love to bring up because it's something that everybody, including children, can do. And that would be that literally if 
you closed your eyes or you can keep them open, whatever you want to do, and you counted. You took a breath in and counted silently to yourself and said, one, two, three, four, one. And then let that breath out and count quietly to yourself, one, two, three, four, two. And then took another deep breath in. One, two, three, four, three. Let that breath out. One, two, three, four, four. That is so going to calm you down. I'm telling you, if you do just that, if you just do this little simple breathing exercise, which all it is is really counting one, two, three, four, and adding a number to each end of that, you will feel an effect. And that's what I want to emphasize is that even if you, didn't, if you said, I don't want to do that, I don't even want to count, and I said, just take a break, just take a five-minute break, sit somewhere quiet in your day, and connect to your breath. I mean, the breath is a God-given gift, people. We're breathing. We're alive. What more do we, you know, what more do we need to know that we have something, this gift that we can connect to that helps ground us and helps us feel alive, reminds us that we're alive, and makes us feel grateful to be alive? Just connect to your breath. Put your hand on your heart. Feel your chest rising and falling. Every time you take a breath. I mean, these are simple practices that are really considered meditation. I'm not saying you have to take the shortcut. I'm just saying start with that, and you're going to feel a difference in your day. Okay, now I do understand that aura, and I know that in your book you speak on meditation for behavior. For one, you definitely sit somewhere quiet, and you definitely say, say, stop. Stay silently, so everything is mostly on a silent roll. But what if the person can't maybe sit still for ten minutes? Is it okay for if they move around a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've got all sorts of things in Live True. I've got the meditations. I've got something called life gazing. Do you know where you're just checking out what's going on around you? Which I encourage people to do, even if they're at a red light or you're on the bus, or you're on a train, or the metro, or you can you can do something called walking mindfulness meditation. And that means that find a place to walk. You know, whether you're taking a walk in your neighborhood, or you're walking on the beach, or you're someone who likes to hike, that's a form of meditation. That's called informal meditation, meaning you're not sitting down meditating, but you're taking it out into your day. Do you know, dancing can be a meditation, meaning be present with what you're doing. You know, you're not, you're not going to dance feeling angry. You're not going to dance feeling distracted. That's a real indication of how you're in the moment with present moment awareness. So, you know, I even say everything and anything can be a meditation. Washing dishes can be a meditation. I mean, when I was a little girl, I used to love to vacuum my room because it calmed me down. It made me be focused. It made me have a goal. Oh, I want to vacuum my whole room. I want to get it really nice and clean. Everything can be a meditation. Eating, walking, 
doing the activity that you're doing, that is all considered meditative. If you are present with it and you focus on it and you really show up for what you're doing. Wow. Right? 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 It's like a wow because we waste so many moments doing none of this. Well, this is this is the only way I feel that you can awaken your your spiritual beings to really understand what is going on around you because we have so much chaos. We're we're busy in our daily life as enough. So I can understand and get help with to actually meditating and really focusing and holding it true in my own mind. Yes, exactly. And you know what I like to do with people when I take them into like even if it's a visualization meditation and I say, you know, close your eyes and go back to a memory of when you feel like you are so in the moment. You know, it could be when you were singing, you know, in your church choir. You know, it could be when you were swimming in the ocean last week. You know, it could be when you were eating a meal that was so delicious, you didn't want it to end. You know, we have to remember, we have to remind ourselves of those moments when we are so present that they feel really good, do you know? And we need to add more of those to our life. We do, and I, I noticed because I watch most of your videos um and I know most people have probably told you that as well. The morning cup of coffee, um, I I think that's really such a cool way of doing things and getting your practice into perspective, especially when it comes on meditation. Um, how can we obtain that as having busy lives? You know, sometimes it's so hard. I feel like for me, probably meditating down be like, okay, I don't have time to actually do that. So how can you tell us more about that? How can the average busy person put that into their life? I'm really glad you brought that up because that's really real. You know what I mean? That applies to our busy lives. We're busy. We're, we're all, for the most part, pretty busy. And we're busier today than we've ever been before with all the technology and everybody on their phones and all their gadgets and devices. We are more busy than ever, which is why we need to do the other side of it, which is you know, implementing mindfulness into our lives. You, know, you brought up one of my favorite uh, meditations, which is your morning cup of tea or coffee, can be your meditation. You know, I wrote that years ago for Huffington Post, and I did a video on it, and I got thousands and thousands of people that were so receptive to that because, think about it, there's a coffee shop on every corner today, and we're running into the coffee shop, we're getting our coffee, we're running back into our cars, we're drinking our coffee while we're hurrying in traffic. Stop. Pause. Take a pause. Take a breath. Do you know what I mean? It's like when people say to me, oh, or I don't have time to meditate. Okay, I'm not going to judge you for that. But you can take a moment to breathe. You can take a moment to pause. You can take a moment to taste your coffee. You know, sit down for a couple minutes, even if you're having your coffee in the morning. Taste it. Feel the warmth of it on your lips. Smell it. It's going to ground you. It's going to connect you to being present. These are gifts that keep on giving. 
you know, we rob ourselves of these moments all the time. And we really have no one to blame but ourselves. You know, I say and live true, the times you waste, you will not get those moments again at the end of your life. Poof, they're gone. See that moment? Bye-bye, it's gone. So you either want to really grab that moment and make it yours, because guess what? They belong to you. Your moments belong to you. They don't belong to anybody else. So what do you want them, what do you want them to be? Right. I can agree. This is some great, to me, I feel like this is some great coaching experience for anybody who have never done it or or try and I get completely what you're saying or not asking you for a whole hour, two hours or feel like you have to go off in the Himalayas and, and soul search. <laughs> yes. and but just I'm so glad you're I, saying I, that. I, I I'm so glad you're bringing that up. I really am, Tignesha, because you know what? People don't have to be a monk living on a mountaintop, you know, and wear a robe. It's just, that's not real. I mean, yes, it's great if that's your path, but we are living in the world. We are doing what we're doing, and so how do we take some of these jewels? These are pearls. These are nuggets that each and every one of us can use, and we have it within us. We've got these gifts within us, and we're not even accessing them. So take a moment, take a pause, take a breath, taste your coffee, you know, eat your food, not hurried, not rushed. What's, what's all the rushing? What's the hurry? Why is everybody so hurried all the time? Because that's the way the world is. Everybody's on the time schedule. They, they're so quick. Everything's got to be done quickly. And I see that. And you make mistakes when, you, when you're rushing. You have to slow down. It gets, it gets hard for most people to do that, though. That takes, that's going to take some serious time. That's why I'm glad I'm having this show, and hopefully somebody will be able to take heat from it and incorporate that into their daily life because um, we're dealing with so many factors. But I would like to know exactly how this, what was the reason, how did this live true come to life for you? Well, I'll tell you exactly how it came to life for me, and that is that I had an older sister, Esther, who was a very special mm-hmm human being on the planet um she suffered from mental illness and she was probably one of the most beautiful souls i've ever known in my life and very important to me and she died uh, a couple of years ago and when she died for anybody that's lost a loved one you know that it puts everything in perspective you look at life very differently when you've lost a loved one. And I felt like her spirit was guiding me to write this book. I felt that her divine spirit was saying to me, write this book and share this with people so that they can know that they too are divine and that they need to take these times, these moments in their lives to remember and to remind themselves of how special they are and how precious life is because it is precious. And I wrote this book. I started to write this book. It just flowed through me, Technisha. It just, like, flowed through me, you know. And I felt like if I can help people suffer less, 
then that is my gift to the world. You know, if I can help people recognize that they don't have to suffer so much. You know, life is hard. Let's be real. Life is hard. It's got a lot of suffering, a lot of difficulty. We know that. You know, and some people have it really bad. And I get that. And we have to have compassion. And not only for ourselves, but for others. And I feel that Live True really will help guide you in how to be present, how to be loving, how to be accepting of yourself first and foremost, and how to connect to who you really are, your true essence, you know, who you were when you came into this world. Each and every one of us has a unique, special spirit that is unlike any other human being, do you know? And a lot of the times life can be so hard and so difficult and so painful that we bury who we are because we have, you know, been in so much pain. And that's really what I want to help people do. I want to help them connect. I want to help them become more present. I want to help them really be unafraid to connect to their soul, you know, who they are, you know, the essence of who they are, and basically to say, that is beautiful, and it's important not to waste the moments that help you connect to your most authentic self. So I feel blessed that my sister guided me on this journey so that I could share it with others. Exactly. Um, I'm glad you brought up passion. We spoke about that at a conference that I went to this past weekend. Let me see if I could find it because he was talking about passion and um, in the fact of just having it throughout your business, your your relationships. You know, um, a lot of times we don't be thinking about that. We we do. We forget because we sometimes it get um, self-preservation. We just focus on ourselves. Um, but a lot of the stuff that you were just saying, elevating through my mind right now on what we were learning there at the conference. Um, oh, I just had it. It's going to come back to me because I had it on. You were just speaking on it just a moment ago, and I I just had it. Um, but it, it would definitely come back to me on that part. Oh, I was thinking on something, um, especially with mindfulness, because um, Les Brown was there, one of the motivational speakers, and I honored that I had a chance to meet him and listen to him speak. He said, visualize in the mind and then in reality. And I thought about in your book when you spoke on about um, negative thoughts, I just had I had the page, um, but it was on on the chapter of thought, and it was speaking on about negative thoughts and removing that fear. And I thought about what he said: visualizing it in your mind, and then you put the perspective in reality. But visualizing it has to be positive. Absolutely, and and you know my my first book says who is all about transforming negative and fear based thoughts. And I carry that into Live True, too, and that is that we have the ability, just like we have the ability to practice mindfulness, we have the ability to change our thoughts at any given moment. Do you know I have a technique in Says Who called the release and replace technique, and kind of what this person shared, which I think is very valuable, in that we have a moment to literally, whether it's visualizing the reality that we want to manifest but also changing the thoughts so that they can support 
the reality that we want to create. And doing something like Release and Replace, which I've done in so many uh, workshops and public events, of having people literally write down what I have on my Release and Replace post-its, write down one negative thought. You know, people will say to me, can I write more than one? Because I got a lot. <laughs> you know, and I'll say, write down as many as you want, but start with one. Let's start with one negative thought. Write it down on a piece of paper, crumple that piece of paper up, and throw it. And I can't tell you the force that people throw that piece of paper. And then it's on the floor crumpled up in a piece of paper. And I say, okay, take another piece of paper, a post-it, and write the positive counterpart to that thought. So if you say, I'm a loser, (laughs) you crumple up that piece of paper, you throw it across the room, and then you write its positive counterpart, I'm a winner. And when I have people look at that piece of paper that says, I'm a winner, And I say, do you want to crumple up that piece of paper and throw that across the room? They go, no. I go, take that positive thought, and I want you to put it on your mirror. You know, when you get up in the morning, you're brushing your teeth, you look at that piece of paper or post-it that says, I'm a winner. And when I ask them, with every exercise that I've done of this, do you want to pick up that crumpled piece of paper that has your negative thought? They all go, no. And I say, so why would you want to – that's right. Why would you want to – Take that negative thought and put it back in your head. Put it back in your mind and keep it there. And that shows people the ability to let go. We have the ability to let these thoughts go and replace them with something that's useful and supports us. We have that power. We do. We have. We definitely have that power. And that's exactly what Mr. Brown spoke on. You have to write down how many times people were going to be there for you and they weren't, broke your heart, disappointed you, et cetera. What one of my friends uh, do, she does mind dumping. She writes it down, burn it, and let it go, let it vanish. I need to start doing that too. I need to get into that, write it down, write all the negative stuff down, anything somebody bad did to you and burn it, it releases it. I know it sounds a little crazy, and probably somebody right now wondering, what the heck does that do? I know you're asking that question. Because, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You, but, but you know what? It's good to dump it, but you got to replace it. you got to replace it with something that okay. works for you. Do you know what I mean? Like, replace it with something that works for you. You know, all the I can't, I won't, I don't, to I will, I can you know, and I have, you know, start to be mindful of what you're, start to be mindful of your inner self-talk. Who's talking in there? What are you telling yourself? Are you telling yourself a lot of bad stuff? Are you telling yourself a lot of negative stuff? You know, or are you telling yourself some good stuff? You know, start to increase the positive self-talk. Right. Exactly. You have to, you have to, you got to, um, I always feel like words spoken from the heart into the heart. So wherever you that's right, speak beautiful. From the heart, it's going to... Yes, and beautiful, um, love it. I mean, it's just so many. I, I love it too because everything that you're saying, aura is coinciding with what I got. It was an entrepreneur event, but it was just so more mental um, event too for me. Like everything you're saying is connecting with what I have in my book. I'm, I'm loving every bit of this. What I am, um, I'm enjoying this, and I hope oh, someone else is getting you. exactly that. I really do. thank you, so thank welcome. you so much. 
for that. And I want to just say, you know, the thing that's interesting about all of this is that we we have it inside there. It can be really buried. You know, we have we we're a lot smarter than we give ourselves credit for. And when something rings true for us, when someone says something, when someone writes something in a book like I wrote and live true and people go, "That's right." That that rings true for me because it's in there. We just need to connect to that truth. Do you know? We really need to give ourselves the opportunity and the permission to not only connect to it, but to start to practice it. And I feel like everybody has has the right to experience these things. You know, everybody. You know, you. I don't want to give the book away, but you know, I talk about the land of oneness. <laughs> you know? It's like we got to go yeah. back to our homeland. We got to go back to where we came from and that is a homeland that everybody on this planet has a right to okay but you gotta you gotta walk that path if you want to go there you gotta walk the path you you do and that path should somehow lead you to your purpose now that is a pondering question for many how or how does one go about even finding their purpose? You know, sometimes we think it is what we actually do, but it's a little bit more deeper than that. It is, and, I, and, and you're bringing up another one of my favorite chapters in the book that I have on, you know, your purpose, you know, finding out really what your purpose is. And, you know, for everybody it's different, and some people feel like, I, I, I don't know what my purpose is or I don't think I have a purpose. You do. Everybody has a purpose, meaning everybody has a reason for being alive and being here on this planet. Do you know some people don't feel that way? Some people feel that they, like, again, they don't have a purpose or they feel insignificant. And for others, they're very connected to their purpose. And, you know, purpose is really um, is having a reason to do something. You know, that that's what having a purpose is. It doesn't mean you have to come up with a cure for cancer. It means that you have a reason for doing what you're doing. And no matter what it is you're doing, whether it's you, Technisha, having this great radio show, you know, wanting to help people wake up and learn things that can be beneficial in their life, or me writing books that is really for the same purpose. It's like I want to help people. I want to help them connect to their authentic self and to be more loving and compassionate, you know, in their life. Whatever whatever your purpose is, the, for whatever reason you're doing what you're doing, you know, ask yourself. Some people are living their lives and they're doing something they don't really want to do. Now, we know that millions of people got to pay the rent and put food on their table. But even if you don't feel that your job supports your purpose – or makes you feel passionate, find something else that does so that you can strike that balance. And for others, they feel that they are living their purpose every day when they go to work. You know, living your purpose in your work can be that you're helping others. Or, you know, I also have a part in the book about serving others, being in service. You know, if you don't feel you can fulfill your purpose in your work, do things like go feed the homeless. You know, go do something that makes you feel like you're giving, you know, and if you feel that you need being given to, ask for it. It's okay. You're, you know, what you need might be something that gives someone a reason to help you. 
You know, we all sometimes are in a position where we can give and other times we need to be given to. So it is connecting to our Mm -hmm. own reason for doing something, and it's also giving someone an opportunity to connect to how they can help another human being. I totally, I do, I I totally agree. I'm not surprised by each ounce that you're giving. I love the fact that in your book with every chapter you give the steps to meditation. All of them are the same, but they all have their own tweak. Some of them are for intention. You have one for purpose. You have one for thought. So each one is layered. So you definitely will get a lot of um, reasons to meditate. There, there won't be any excuses whatsoever to not do so. Yeah, and to ask yourself those questions that I ask you to connect to in every meditation, those are really beautiful personal questions to ask yourself. What is my purpose? What am I meant to do in my life? You know, and listen quietly. You know, let yourself hear, you know, whether it's the voice of God, the voice of source, divine source, whatever that means for you. You know, listen, when you really have a yearning in your heart and you ask questions, be it in the meditations, because the meditations are all about connecting. They're connecting to your heart and soul. And as a result, you're going to be guided to where you need to be and to know what you need to know. Exactly. Um, I definitely, I mean, it's just a, this book is tied into everything that I mostly do and have heard. Um, service, um, part of your book, service. I mean, you can't go through life thinking it's basically all about you. You have to be able to serve others, especially when you're a business owner or um, I always think entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, you have to be of service. And that's what's one thing Mr. Brown spoke on, too, that um, the great ones, the great ones among us are your servants. They're the ones who are going to be serving you, adding value to your life daily. Absolutely, definitely. And we take turns, Technisha. We take turns. You know, there are going to be those that need more than us, and being in service to them is very fulfilling. It's going to really expand your heart, do you know? And if you have extra to give, then that can be your purpose in helping to serve someone else. Do you know? If we all did this, if we all really helped one another like that, boy, the world would be a much better place. It, it would if people could get self-focused enough, um, get um, that focus off themselves. What is one phrase I always hear? Um, self-absorption is self-worth. I think that was how it was put. Um, and no matter what you do in life, you've always got to provide more service than you get paid for. A lot of times people get these jobs, and the first thing you hear out of their mouth, or that's not my job, I don't get paid for it. Oh yeah, wow, so yeah. true, right? Like that's above my pay, my pay, my pay rate, or whatever people say. You wow. know, um, that's true. And so what that does is it doesn't make you a good team player. You know, if you want to be a really good team player, you can take on some of the extras. Do you know? Because it's just going to make you a much more, you know, higher human being. You know, if you're the one that goes, oh, I no, I'm not going to do that because a nobody asked me to, and b why should I? then you're really not being generous of spirit, which I really love. You know, I'm always amazed when people take that extra step and they're generous of spirit, 
Do you know? It's like how can we each leave our day? You know, it's like what I say in Live True. What you do with your today and what I do with my today affects all of the todays of other people on the planet. So do you want to be giving? Do you want to be compassionate? Do you want to be generous of spirit? Or do you want to be a constant taker? You know, it's like, and I also say it's, it's called being me-centric. You know, if you're me-centric all the time, then it's all about you all the time. I can get a little boring. It can. It can. Don't nobody want to be around somebody who's um, just all about them all day. I don't want to hear about you. I would like for you to know about my well-being. A lot of people like to talk about themselves all day. They want to take, take, take. Instead of give, 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 you got to, uh, um, the world gives to the givers and they'll take. And the world also can take from the takers, you know. So it works It works hand in hand. And that's where mindfulness, Technicia, really, really comes into play. It's like mindfulness is being aware if you're being too selfish. You know, those are good questions to ask Why? ourselves. Hey, am I, am I being selfish right now? Is it, am I making this all about me? Let me let me put the focus on someone else. You know, I even mentioned that in the book about, you know, I, I live in Los Angeles. Everybody's in their car. You know, people are hurrying to get to where they need to go. People are cutting each other off in traffic. Like, did you let someone go in front of you? So it's going to take one minute longer for you to get to where you need to go. Or I say, open the door. Keep the door open for someone that's walking behind you. Don't let it slam shut in their face. What are you doing to give? You know, is it so hard to give? You know, do we feel we have so little that we can't give to someone else? Giving is always going to make you feel like you got more. Mhm. It sure will. You know what I mean? It's always going to make you feel like you got more. Because if you feel you got nothing, then you're never going to have anything to give. And all you're going to feel is like you're living with nothing. Well, that's exactly what's in this world now. There are just two it's two types of people. you got the givers and you got the takers. Now, the takers always eat better. That's true. But they always they, they want to take everything. But guess what? The givers always sleep better. When you give in service, you always sleep better. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. And, and going back to mindfulness, as you had spoke, everyone has that quality about themselves. It's in each of us. It's there. We just don't always use it. That's exactly right. We have it. You know, think of mindfulness as being thoughtful or kind or compassionate. You know, mindfulness is really all mm-hmm. those things tied into one. I think this 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 whole, you know, movement around mindfulness is, you know, the way to explain it really is like, well, you've got kindness in you, don't you? You've got thoughtfulness in you, don't you? You've got compassion in you, don't you? By using it, you're practicing mindfulness. And you're being present when you're using those things. Right, Aura. Now, I heard that it also plays a part in how we actually taste our food. How so? Is that meaning, like, um reason why people don't like to try things sometimes because of what they heard? Because a lot of times what we hear from others or see them do plays a part on how we react to certain situations or what foods we might not like because we haven't tried that situation. We haven't tried that food because we listen to so-and-so, and so we'll let that, so we let that affect how we um, interact with things. 
Absolutely. And that really ties into my first book, Says Who, because the second question of the Says Who method is, have I heard someone say this thought before? We can allow so many of other people's thoughts to become our thoughts, and then they become our beliefs. So that's where mindfulness, again, really comes into play. You know, having an awareness of why you think something or why you're resistant. And it's not just food. It's how you feel towards other people. Do you know that you're quick to judge you're quick to judge somebody that you don't even know, or you're quick to like, you know, say no to trying an experience you've never had before. And yes, mindfulness applied to something like food or any experience that we have, you know, mindfulness heightens our senses, which is, I think, amazing. And the more you practice it, the more you start to feel like, ooh, I feel so much more, or I can taste so much better, or I'm hearing better. Or, you know, my senses are just so much more alive. And mindfulness with food, because we rush a lot when we eat, that we don't really take the time to eat and taste our food and be grateful. You know, some people start their meal by saying a prayer, which is a very mindful thing to do, by the way. Saying a mindful food to bless your food, you know, blessing, you know, saying a bless, blessing over food is really being aware of the gift of having this food on your plate and being alive one more day to eat it. You know, that that's another way to practice mindfulness. Blessing our food has been around, or just blessing or praying, has been around since the beginning of time. You know, we do these things, and what's good to know is these are acts of mindfulness. Right. Now, um, I guess, well, as you already stated, it makes you more aware, and and the more aware you yes. are, the better you're thinking. Because you all you can think of everything around you. I even had one lady said that she meditated so deeply that she could even hear the bird. I asked her a hummingbird. I found like, wow. <laughs> I would love to actually just get to that point. That is so true, and that's you know you know really what mindfulness does or meditation does, especially you know there's there's the awareness when you're guiding or doing a meditation, being aware what I say in all the meditations after each chapter, I say, um, note the room, any sounds, thoughts, feelings, or bodily sensations you might be experiencing. Simply observe them. And so you become aware of what you're feeling in your body. You become aware of the sounds around you. And you literally just observe them like you're a witness, do you know? And listen, the more you practice this, the better you become at it. And the better you become at it, it becomes your way of living. And you start to see the benefits of it. You know, I want people to have the experience of of these things. I don't want people to just read a book or go listen to a lecture and then they don't try any of it. Then you're never really going to experience it. I want them to, you know, experience what I'm offering up to you in both my books and Says Who, which has a method for transforming negative and fear-based thoughts. And in Live True, I have all the meditations and I have the tools and the tips on how to bring these things into your life and start to really see for yourself, not just because I'm telling you, but to see how you benefit from it. And then you're going to start to see for yourself what's working. Right. So, or when is a good time to just 
have that relationship with Mike? And should you wait till you feel that maybe you have become an expert or should it just be no. like now thing? Let me get started. Let's not wait. No, don't wait. No time to wait. No waiting. You know, I want people to start mindfulness like today and start with here's here's the ways in which you can start it. Start it when you wake up in the morning, you know, and if you're the day's already, you know, we're in the day, so we, some people are waking up depending on where they are. And, you know, the minute you open your eyes, don't just jump out of bed like a ball out of a cannon. Do you know? It's like take a moment to just open your eyes and connect, connect to self. You know, like I said, just whether it's taking a moment or two to put your hands on your heart and feel that gratitude, take a deep breath in and out. That's the first way you can practice mindfulness. Let's say you got to get up and go to work because people are going to say to me, hello, I don't have time to do that. i got to get to work. So you get into the shower, and then again, you're rushing. Feel the water on your body. Soap yourself consciously. Don't be just like, you know, quickly washing your body. Again, someone might challenge me in saying, hello, I got to get to work. I don't have time to like smell the, 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 you know, smell my soap. And I don't have time to wash my body slowly. You can tell me that all day long, but I'm here to tell you, you got to find a moment to do this. You got a moment to spare. You can't keep saying, I don't have time. So what I want to say to you is take one moment one, just take one moment, whether it's to connect to your breath, look out your window, smell something, drink your coffee, taste it, feel the warmth of it on your lips, you know, take a walk on the beach. Do one thing today. Just start with one and try and implement something every day. That is the gift that you are giving yourself. You are giving yourself a mindfulness gift. And when you start to do this and practice it and develop it, then you can be more mindful towards other people. Exactly. Now, I want to ask you this for because are there other ways? Do you Can you do this even if you're in your sleep as far as it goes with um, meditation, do you have to be out maybe on the floor or cross-legged? No, you don't. And, I, again, I don't want to not include everybody. And I know that there are thousands and thousands of people out there that are just not going to meditate. But I don't want them to miss out on the benefits of mindfulness, do you know? So what I propose is you, you know, there's a lot of tips, as I said, in the book, like life gazing and present moment breaks. You know, there's a lot of things in the book that you can do, um, even if it's sitting down, like I said, for five minutes and focusing on your breath. Do something. You know, if you want to follow the meditations, also, my, Technicia, my, my uh, meditations are also have been recorded. And so they're all on the music apps, and they're really soothing, and they're to music for, for anybody that just wants to listen to it. You know, it's very relaxing, and some people even fall asleep to them. Um, you know, try and do something in your day that connects you to your inner self, to your calm, to the core of your being, do you know? And that's going to help with stress, and it's going to help calm you down. Okay. 
I like that, or these are some great tips, and I hope everybody, I hope everybody is um, taking these notes. Like, you don't get this, you don't have to pay for this type of information, but or is taking out her time to actually give you the guidelines to just living a happy, better life, uh, relieving all the stress tension that's been on your shoulders out there because we know working in corporate, dealing with kids, now they're going to be out for the summer. That's going to run you up the wall. It's going to run me up the wall. I, I need all the meditation that I could possibly get if I could take it, like, <laughs> seriously. It's going to be a long Yes, but mindfulness. But you know what, Technicia, mindfulness keeps you aware of when you're about to, like, spin out or you're about to, you know, yell at somebody or you're fit to be tied because your kids are driving you crazy. It's going to help you become more aware of how you're feeling in the moment that you can say to yourself, whoa, I'm really plugged in right now, and I'm about to lose it. Okay, let me take a couple of breaths. Let me take a couple of deep breaths. I gave everybody a counting breathing exercise. Now, you, you, all you have to do is even sometimes not even do that. Just take a couple of deep breaths in, release, out, so that you don't say something you wish you hadn't said to somebody, so you don't bite their head off, so that you don't say something nasty. Do you know what I mean? Mindfulness helps us become more aware and less reactive. Right, because I, I I don't find any I don't find any comfort in in keeping any negative thoughts. That that seems to be a hinder keeping all that bonded up inside you. That's right, and it can help you. I mean, it really can help you not stay stuck in those places that you know. By the way, the more you you stay in there, the more it it creases. You know, energy goes where oh. you know energy flows and goes where energy and Energy flows where energy goes, do you know? And it's where you put your, you know, it's like putting your attention on your intention. Put your focus and awareness on what you want to do, and that's where the energy is going to go. Exactly. I just love your personal journey and how it it was traumatic for you but look where it led you to now. Yeah, Tanisha, thank you. And it did. And that's where we turn our pain and sorrow into productivity. Do you know? And that's really what I want people to do. I want them to be able to know that you're not alone and you may be suffering and you may be having difficulty, but there is help for you. There really is. And some of that help yes there's others to help you for sure and all you have to do is ask for it you know i know we're in mental health awareness month and i'm very connected to mental health awareness i like to bring focus and attention to it because everybody can use the help do you know and if you're struggling you know know that there is help for you and it's okay to ask for it and you know it's okay to start these baby steps too with mindfulness it's okay to give yourself permission to take a couple of deep breaths in, in your beautiful body. You've got a gift of a body going on, do you know? It's a miracle to be alive and that each and every one of us is a walking miracle. And, you know, there are things in the book that are going to help you, really help you connect to yourself so that you can live your life more productively and more at peace. Thank you for for this, and I hope, like I said, everybody took a little bit of 
time to just think it through. We can always do something by our own fault. Even if they come out negative, just remember that we can master we can master this. You have to get out totally. of it. It's always Aura, where and how can we find out more about you, um, your book, your institution? You can find out more about me at auranadrich.com. That's my website, and I've got all sorts of things on it, what I'm doing, articles, you know, workshops. You know, and I love to hear from people. You know, I like to know how you're doing on your on your journey. You know, this is a transformational journey we're all on. We're all on it, you know, and I want to know how you're doing. And I encourage people to try these exercises. Start today. Start one thing today. You know, it's like I say, changing the world one thought at a time. Changing your life one thought at a time if you want to bring it closer to home. So in all my social media handles are Orin Adrich. And to order my book, I think, you know, the fastest way is Amazon or Barnes & Noble. If you're someone who has a local bookstore near you, they can order it for you. Jump in. You know, jump in these waters. You know, you're going to see a lot of changes happening for you. You know, I say commit to it, and it will commit to you. Exactly. Most definitely, please make sure you, you definitely get her all of the books. Actually, I'm going to go get the other two because I already have one, so I'm going to go get the other two. I am Amazon, oh, Barnes & Noble. Hey, so I would love to be up on that. <laughs> Me too, Technisha. Me too. You're so welcome. I'm going to do my best while I can start getting into the meditation. I would love to know more about it, definitely. So I'm oh. definitely going to be um, getting Thank you so much, Technisha, for – for for holding the space you are so and welcome. for sharing your show with me today. Thank you. No, I appreciate you for being here, taking out this time for this amount of time with us to let enlighten us all. Because although you may have heard it, it's always a different message. Everybody picks up the message differently. I don't care how many times you heard on mindfulness or mm-hmm. meditation. Everybody picks up the message differently, and I learned right. that in entrepreneurship. Being an entrepreneur, when I go to my training, sometimes one trainer message completely gets me. I'm like, you know what? I heard it so many times, but you're speaking it just like I wanted to. So it works differently. That's why I keep having these shows. And, yes, it's always going to probably be on the same thing, but everybody message don't get to everybody clearly. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping somebody mm-hmm. out there gets the value. I'm hoping it touches somebody out there. But before I leave you, I wanted this to also touch you from my friend Mary Ellen Sitnovich, who was who's my friend, also was a former guest, do something for another without expecting anything in return. I'm going to repeat mm-hmm. that again. Do something for another without expecting anything in return. And I want to pause right there for a minute before I read the rest because a lot of people always think it's supposed to be something complicated for them every time. I, I was thinking oil on my job yesterday because I'm a waitress too. Young lady, they just had brought in. She was our, um, busting down our tables and everything. She spoke to me. She said, People don't want me touching their table. They don't want me doing this and that. You know why? Because already in their mind, you perceive that she already have a handout. Because somebody's doing a service, although she's working and getting paid. Oh, she didn't have yeah. a handout. She's doing her, yeah. she's doing her job. Yeah. That's exactly what she's doing. But your mind perceives her to wanting something, so you don't want her touching your table. It's sad that That's our right. perception, we're so close by. Our mindset is not where it needs to be at. 
Because somebody That's do right. you don't always think that they're doing it because they're doing it for a buck. They're not doing it for a buck all the time. There are some crooked people. I won't lie. People out here who do do it for a buck. But everybody's intentions are not the same, and you just have to pick up on it. That's why, as Oral was saying, your mind has to change. Your whole mindset has to change so you can pick up that. You can easily pick up. When your mindset changes, you'd be like, you know what? I know you're doing it. The intentions are from your heart. It's not, That's right. It's not and if I have another, if I have a thing. moment, Tanisha, to jump in with what you're saying, because it's yes. so beautiful. It's just so, so beautiful to hear that. And I feel like everything that we do, you know, I've had, I've had people, you know, I've had waitresses and waiters. I had a UPS guy that I was walking down the street with the other day who had the most beautiful smile. This guy was so radiant. And I stopped and I said, you are, wow, your energy is so positive. You know, he was like, he, we have to say that to each other. I've had waiters and waitresses that have said the most amazing things, and their energy is so beautiful, and their smile is what made my day. we got to do that for one another, you know. Let's do that for one another. Exactly. We have to. We have to hold each other, uphold each other accountable for what we do. And also the message reads, Assisting someone else without anticipating anything in return is one of the highest forms of love and service. Sometimes mm. when people give encouragement and support to other people, it's because they want something in return. Giving of yourself, however, means just that. Giving for the simple joy of helping. There should be nothing else you seek in return that you seek in return. Mm. If you are ever in a depressed state of mind, doing something for someone else will aid in lifting your depression. Today, support others just because you can. Enjoy the day, everyone. Don't look for nothing in return. Just do it because you know you can. You don't know who you might be helping or blessing. Your blessings come mm-hmm. in all kind of ways. And I know people say they can't pay you bills with blessings. No, you might can't. But you never know what God might bless you with. Your money might be on the side because you get your blessings from God. So don't take it negatively when somebody says service. I, uh, but I'm hoping today this message gets out. I already have one listener. I appreciate you. Uh, for doing that, sir, on Facebook, I, I really do. Um, thank you so much, Mr. Walker. Um, for everybody else, you can always catch my replays at brightsidewithtk.com. Or, Gabe, you, if you are listening to the replay, make sure that you get her book and share it with somebody of value. Share it with somebody who needs to hear this. Well, Or, thank you again so much, my listeners. I thank you, and I'll see you next time on the Bright Side with Technicia. God bless. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 